If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How the devil are you, chaps? Yeah. All right. How are you? Good. Not bad. Well, yeah. did, did, did a hug, Dom. You oh, were, I, I, yeah. I, could, I could take a hug, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Who's going to say no to a hug? Right. Hugs. Is there, <laughs> is this, there a new iOS emoji thing that does that? No, I think there's a no touching rule. No touching. No touching. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> no, I, I bugger my back, but uh, it's getting better. So. Oh, what? How did you do that? Just doing nothing, but just old general. Age. Old age. Yeah, just ex- just not dying age. not dying i've had that i got a new pair of shoes and i can't tell if, it, if they're squeaking or my feet are squeaking could be both <gasps> yeah yeah could be maybe you're squeaking <laughs> i've not recorded for ages no i know I feel like a different person since we last recorded i bet you do and we'll come to it buddy we'll chat about it on the episode you making your next movie robin in the hood <laughs> all right i'll just dive in Sh- um well that was a great episode everybody for- yeah <laughs> good chat everyone <laughs> good chat And action! Hello and welcome to episode, I don't know what number, of the Filmmakers Podcast. (laughs) Uh, This is a podcast where we talk... Filmmaking? From indie film... Was that a question? From indie film to studio films and... Everything in between! How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to... Fuck them up? (laughs) <laughs> very, very humble opinion. This is the business of film, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is, I believe, the fourth version of the business of film. That's ridiculous. Feels like there's been more. Yeah, it feels like there's Quadrilogy. way more. The... <laughs> That's a good or bad. No, thing. hang on. It's there has thing. been four. It's a thing. There has been four. So this is the fifth part five. <laughs> Basically, these are the episodes where we can dive in, we can have a laugh. Stephen can give us some amazing knowledge from his fantastic brain. Knowledge auditorium. Uh, all about uh, filmmaking. And we can dive into some of those questions. You get to know more about us and the life around of what we think about filmmaking. It didn't make much sense. Uh, I've been filming all day. I'm tired. But it'll make some sense. I might reshoot, redo, reshoot, <laughs> record that later. Wow. I think we all make sense in the edit. Like... I think that's the, that's why editors are the most underrated <laughs> people, even if we lord them. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> that's the important bit. Also on this podcast, uh, this episode, we will be talking about the SAG strike, what it means for independent filmmakers right now, because the SAG strike is over, gentlemen. Hooray! Or is it? Yeah. Yay. Yes, it is. Ratified, ratified, asterisk. Terms and conditions apply. So we're going to chat about that very soon. So listen, let's um, let's introduce our wonderful team that we've got today. Um, we have Dom Lemoir, 
primo host uh, of the filmmaker podcast. <laughs> he's a director, writer, and a producer. Um, he's directed three films, including Winter Ridge, which starred Ted Lasso as Hannah Waddingham, who at the moment is starring on Marks and Spencer's billboards for yeah. Christmas. She's in what? every Christmas yeah. ad ever made this year. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's like Spon- they didn't check. For her. Sponsored it's by Winter Ridge. Is- yeah. <laughs> they didn't check. They didn't check this Hannah Waddingham. Well, I've got a friend who we recorded a Christmas special with her um, much earlier in yeah. the year and was already sick of jingles by about May or something like that at the Palladium so, or one of the theatres, uh, Coliseum maybe. So yeah, there is more to come, I imagine. I, I imagine she'll be doing panto somewhere. She's amazing. Singing a heart yeah. out. Dom has also produced soundtrack to 16 when the screaming stops I love my mum and the upcoming The Unreason Dom Lenoir everyone oh, hello. hello hello how's your back you're back yep. for good getting getting, getting <laughs> that back start. on top track yeah but... on top you made a rod for your own back there Dom I feel like back on track is like a, a better way to say that <laughs> are these just bad jokes because he's hurt his back yeah. yes correct yeah. okay good just, yeah, good. just so you know if, <laughs> if people haven't been listening to the podcast they're not up to date with Dom's back uh, <laughs> chat back chat <laughs> <laughs> yes that was what was happening before yeah. now it's back yeah. chat so yeah hopefully you're okay you're okay i'm yeah? good i'm good yeah good all right also joining us is Whoa. phil hawkins he yeah i know he's a writer <laughs> and producer uh he's mainly a director of films such as the butterfly tattoo being sold the last showing which starred emily barrington four warriors uh his fan star wars film origins uh, or Star Wars colon origin. We both love a colon, don't we, Phil? Not, the um, less we talk about colons, the better. We do like a colon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with Dom's back. Do we all get a body part to talk about? Because I can't wait to find out what my one is. <laughs> yeah, I'm you on. need one. Um, uh, that Star Wars Origins has over 2 million on YouTube. Has it gone up to three yet, Phil? No, it's on two point something last time I checked. So, you know, hit two refresh, everybody. <laughs> yeah, hit refresh, get them up to three. It's an amazing, amazing short. If you've not seen that, do. Uh, Phil did an amazing job on his team. And his his feature film, uh, Prancer, A Christmas Tale, was on last Christmas, which I imagine... We'll be on again this it's, Christmas. Yeah, film. it'll be all over. It's still there. It's still there. So, you know. It's still there. So, <laughs> check what, that out. Watch around. again. Watch again. Prancing around. Is it reindeer? Yes, yes. There's lots of them. He's also just finished his latest feature film, Robin and the Hood, uh, which is announced very recently in the trades, starring Naomi Harris and Gwendolyn Christie. Oh! <gasps> Hey, it's so it's so nice to talk about. I, I was waiting for the, whether you'd include it in the intro because that's the first like podcast intro of it, so uh, yes, everyone can get is. bored of it next time I get uh, introduced. Uh, yeah, no, it's nice. Nice, the cat is out of the bag, cast wise, which is lovely, and it's nice for it to be yeah. Robin in is the out trades the and stuff. Say. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Um, and uh, yeah, very very exciting. I'm in post at the moment, so yeah, the edit suite is my life for the rest of the year. <laughs> Um, but yes. yeah, it's shaping up. It's shaping up well, I think. Hopefully. Hopefully. But it's gone well, though, Phil. You're happy with the shoot? Because we, we, and obviously we'll go a full episode into Robin and the Hood anyway. And on the Christmas special, I'm sure you'll talk about it a bit as well. But you feeling good? Yeah, no, I'm feeling it? good. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the, um, out of the, uh, out of the pain of, of hating life choices. <laughs> and then, and then a week later you go, well, that was amazing. I can't, I can't remember anything that went wrong, <laughs> which yes. makes us want to do it again. Um, no, yeah, very challenging shoot, very ambitious shoot. Um, and, uh, you know, never enough time and all that stuff. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I managed not to get any kids poking their eyes out seeing though at one point I had 
50 kids plus with horses and swords fighting each other. Uh, wow. So the horses uh, were fighting. Yeah, the, the horses were fighting the, the kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. I see yeah. the issue well, fighting swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ridley's got <laughs> nothing on me. Uh, and uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's some pretty crazy sequences um, of which were a lot of fun uh, to shoot. So, yeah, so now, uh, now in the edit, um, uh, doing mm-hmm. my director's cut until early December, and then I show the big wigs, and then um, maybe the. Which is me. <laughs> yeah, of course, yep. of course. Mm-hmm. Sneaky previews. Yep. Giles does um, have a wig, if anyone wants. I do have a big wig. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, man, so it's good. No, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's a good one. So I'm excited for people to see I'm it. I'm pleased you're happy. And ladies and gentlemen, you can see on, he's on his face. He's got this little curled up smile. You know that smile <laughs> that you feel satisfied with something? And if you're in the edit, you know what it's like. I feel very blessed and very lucky to be working and have having shot something and um didn't mm. post right now congratulations man it's yeah. it's hard like it's really hard to get a film off the ground it's hard to make it any good it's really hard to shoot it and also the fact that you're in the edit and not regretting all your life choices is like we, we shouldn't throw that away like not that we are but like i just wanted to be a slightly serious voice for a second to go good on you that's thank really you. hard yeah, thank you so man. I'm Look, you know well i'm certainly not gonna be a serious voice <laughs> <laughs> i'm drinking my own kool-aid until the studio sees it and then i'll be crying yeah so you know it's yeah. all good <laughs> well done, Phil. It's very exciting. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. A- and also joining us, because this is already, this podcast is already three hours long, uh, <laughs> is Stephen Follows. Stephen is an established data researcher. You've heard his wonderful voice already. Um, his work has been featured in so many publications. The Times, the New York Times, he's been constantly asked for his opinion. Um, and you can find so much more information on stephenfollows.com, where it's full of facts on film making pages and pages of all these figures and the stuff we talk about here there's so much more on stephenfollows.com go check it out link to that is in the show notes he's been nominated for a biffa and long listed for a bafta and he produced over 100 short films yeah quite two features far too many um but i also haven't like phil i have a new job that i actually started in april but um forget to update my bio uh i am officially a guinness world record adjudicator for stupid movie records no so way. Uh, what? I am indeed. I've, I, the, the book that's just come out, I did some work on that, not a huge amount, but I'm writing uh, four pages of the 2025 book at the moment, which comes out next year. Cause that's Amazing. Wait, the Gu- Guinness World Record holder for... No, no, I'm the adjudicator. So I'm the one working out the records. So I, I can come oh up with about 30 or 40 records. But the thing is, there's a guy I know quite well in the States who's doing all the proper records, you know, top box office film and all that stuff. I'm doing the silly ones, like um, which Bond film mentions its own name in the, t- in the dialogue most. Um, which I don't have an answer for yet, but I was going to say I'd love to know the answer to that. I know I have. You've, you've got to buy the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll come out in September 2024, and it'll be called the Guinness World Record 2025 book. But um, if anyone has yeah, ideas amazing. for stupid records, uh, they don't have to be stupid. That's my 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 edition. Guinness are a bit more mm-hmm. serious than that, but they're fun records. And so, uh, if anyone does have any suggestions, even if you have no methodology, yes. that would be like a real test for AI, actually. For AI to, you know, when it gets to a, a point where it could actually deliberate what a joke was or, or whatever. It can do that already, that'd be, that'd but it might turn useful. itself off if they were bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are pretty smart, remember? That's true. So that's amazing. Like I say, Stephen, is, it's, it's amazing to have him here. I'm Giles Alderson. I've written and directed stuff. Um, there you go. I've just come back from Austria. Um <laughs> Austria, interestingly, Austria. just produced a feature over there. At the moment, we can't announce it because of various reasons, but we will soon. So that news will be coming uh, out to you very soon but you can catch three day millionaire stranger in our bed wolves of war the dare drink uh on amazon prime hulu around the world if you fancy if you want to 
Watch all our films, by the way, if you haven't. If you're listening to this, do support us. Come on. I mean, don't watch, don't watch mine. It's fine. <laughs> you can just go for a walk, have some spare time. Watch mine. Call your, call your, call your mum. Yeah. You know, just anything else, yeah. really. Okay, fair enough. That's, that's yep, good for you. Um, <laughs> so let's get to it. This is the episode where we talk about the business of film, facts, figures, and obviously we try and get through it without uh, derailing ourselves with our own funniness and hilarity and brilliance obviously um but for now we thought we had we had some topics we discussed these topics of what we should do but first of all we should discuss uh, what's happening uh, with the rights guild of america and the sag strike obviously we know the right guild of america has officially said they've agreed to the terms does anyone know if they've actually signed no Chicken I, think, I don't think they have yet. No, I don't think they have I think either. Got, I think everyone's gone back to being able to go back to work mm-hmm. on the assumption that they've press agreed it. The so press agreed it. Yeah, well, if the press did, that's no, fake, true. fake news. You exactly, know, fake news. it's true. But no, I, 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 I just felt funny about that because everyone's going, "Oh well, strike's over," and it kind of is because they've agreed, but nothing's in writing, and that just made me go, "Oh." And I was speaking to a writer friend uh, who, who writes on big TV in the UK. And he was—he didn't know that they hadn't signed. He went, "Oh, should I not be writing?" I said, "No, no, of course you can. If the agents have agreed and the studios mm. have agreed, of course you can. Uh, if they're all going to play ball, but if it's not signed, just made me—you know—it's like." Uh, Isn't this just about lawyers' billable hours now? Well, just, yeah, we'll take right. a few. Yeah, it, you know, it. we'll write there, some there stuff. Is, there's <laughs> going to be like a long set of backward and forward on like the minor tease of the points and like how long it lasts and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, if, if if they're saying go ahead, then it's it's over. So I mean, that's uh... okay. Good. I want to give a shout out to our main man, Rob Ailing. Rob uh, Ailing. Doing... That's his... Rob Ailing. <laughs> that's, his, that's his theme tune. No, it should be a. It might, it might should be in the Batman theme, shouldn't it? <laughs> he should. He deserves his own um, theme tune. He is a brilliant filmmaker. He made the Batman fan film uh, short, which is really great. Uh, check that out. And while you're checking that out, why not check out his latest uh, film he's trying to make called Punching Bag? And it's on Greenlit right now, the ACE crowdfunding platform. He has raised 15% so far of a £20,000 goal. Uh, it's a short film drama about an amateur boxer battling his demons as well as his opponent in what could prove to be the fight of his life. Uh, go support. And he's shit on film. So, you know, so that's uh, that's exciting. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard a lot about it from Rob and it just sounds like a great project. So uh, go check it out. Uh, link to that greenlit campaign called Punching Bag for Rob Ailing is in the show notes. There we go. Gentlemen. So we talk about the SAG strike that has just finished. Yeah. Uh, so just a rundown of the six things that actors got in the new contract. There's more than this, but here's the six main ones we pulled out. Uh, minimum compensation increases. So performers get an increase on their minimum payments. They, they will get streaming bonuses. There'll be a disclosure of viewership stats. Limits on the artificial intelligence um, there'll be a minimum number of background actors that will be on union terms and relocation bonuses have increased. The strike is over. Correct. Am I correct? There's not, it's not going to change. I'm not going to well, jump back and theoretically. like Christmas when I was promised presents and didn't get the ones I wanted. Is it going to be like that? Yeah. You may have to let that go, Giles. That may have been a while ago. <laughs> I won't let it go. I won't <laughs> let it go because it was a, it was a Luke Skywalker figure. And Phil knows this. Mm-hmm. And actually, my family did get it for me um, about six months ago. They heard the story. <laughs> and so you, you, you haven't shut up about it since then. Hang on. But was it like, was it like a vintage toy? Hang on. Here Look it is. 
Oh, look Ladies and gentlemen, that. it's still in the packet. It's still, still in the, in the packet. packet. Luke Skywalker. Oh, and he, blue and, sword. oh, look at him. That is a very good. I like it. Thank you to my family. Uh, 37 years later. <laughs> you can't see it. It's amazing. Um, I, I should say, in case any of you think that I have suddenly mm-hmm. uh, uh, just started to die on this podcast, we're, <laughs> this section about the strike is we're cutting in. We recorded this uh, only a day or so before you're listening to this because the strike only just recently finished. Yes. And uh, Giles has loads of queued up and I've got a cold. So it's not that I've suddenly uh, on death's door and then improve for a later <laughs> feature, which would be, <laughs> I can't do impressions. This is not it? my sultry post-strike voice no, uh, I just, uh... basically yeah we recorded the whole episode then the strike ended because we did a section about it and hoping it will end uh that we'll never use never see the light of day so we're jumping back in on us on a sunday for you just to talk about the sex strike and what it means so uh steven sounds like he's um been deep-throated with some sort of iron or <laughs> Don't know what happened, Stephen. Uh, or oh, I've just had a cold. I mean, like that's a much more <laughs> oh, vicious, yeah. dark. Oh, okay, Giles' mind's going. Yeah, Giles <laughs> turned into Fincher for a moment, and this is the five hundredth time we recorded this segment, and and uh, we're all losing our yes. voices and minds. <laughs> yes, it was it was me. I've certainly turned into Fincher. And if you haven't listened to that Fincher episode, look listen at that. to it. Segway. Look at that. Do you know what? Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a part. I'm of that, sitting among actually, pros. Was it, was it a good host on that one? Hey, Dom, you did a really good job. Honestly, yeah. it's really and also it's really interesting hearing from technical people you don't hear from. And that's the one yeah. thing about the strike, which actually is going to be disappointing. Because all these actors are going to come out again and be like, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. And here it was. And I got in work and I did a workout and stuff like that. But then you get a sound designer <laughs> on. They talk about actually some proper stuff. So, it was um, amazing, wasn't it? So yeah, I, I'm going to strike editor. from this podcast until we get more sound designers and editors on it. Okay, that's 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 it. You won't be hearing yeah. from Phil on this podcast for a little <laughs> while, boys. Which is a shame because I had I had a quiz for Phil. I wanted to ask him. I don't know if he knows <laughs> off the top of his head, but I wanted him to guess how many days the actor strike went on. <gasps> yes. Oh, oh. I want to say 119. No, I want to say 130. No, uh, yeah, 130. That's the, that's the first number that popped in my head. So it's the longest right? strike uh, that's ever been. So, and I think the previous one, I beat the previous one, and that was 60 days or something. I think so it's 119. I think it's just under 100. Well, it's 118, so none of you got it right. Oh, uh, hey, close. <laughs> depending on when, depending, and, and, and you know, not to bog down the podcast, but I am going to find out in minutes and hours whether it is actually technically 119. You know, cause people, oh yeah, you, people you're round totally this stuff let up, this go. So, it's yeah, totally not it's an fine. issue, but at the same time, you're totally going to find out. 100%. Um, but no, yeah, quite. Quite a strike. And I think that the deal at the end of the day got what they wanted. I, uh, one of the things that the Actors Union said was that the protections against AI didn't come up until literally the last day. I mean, the last day of negotiation was a 12-hour day. Man. And they said that the, what they wanted on it, which is, I mean, I, I, the de- devil's in the detail, but fundamentally, it's consent. Uh, consent for actors. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I've heard I've heard accounts that there was a sort of a, a mild mutiny after the strikes about the deal to do with AI. And the the feeling was... You know, it basically, in a, in a legal sense, if something has room for exceptions, then that is the legal rule. And there's quite a lot of room there for, you know, any of these sort of streamer studios to use exceptions. Yeah, I mean, they've got to have informed consent. And, and informed consent is all well and good to say. But if you say to somebody, I want, I'm offering you this deal that includes informed consent, it's like a lot of the actors who signed up to do The Wire had to sign up to all five seasons. It's just fairly normal. Like the Wire is just yeah. one I happen to know about. And so uh, it's a power play. And I think that happened a lot with things like nudity on Game of Thrones, certainly in the early seasons, where 
sure, all the actors obviously chose to do it. They all had informed consent, but some mm-hmm. of them afterwards felt like power dynamics meant that they weren't getting the free choice to be who they wanted. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, how it's actually wielded and and in the real world is going to make all the difference. But at least the paradigm is there that you can't Im- imply that it is okay unless otherwise. So you're absolutely right. I mean, we we got to trust the studios to use yeah, this well. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, yeah. who's, who's, who's just assuming that's going to go well? This is why yeah. it's not... 100% yeah I mean I think it'd be stupid mm-hmm. I mean people are back at work right but it's still got yeah be, people are already you know, back at work but at what price <laughs> well <laughs> right the thing is it's like <laughs> no I'm just being confident. But, but but some of the some of the some of the board members I think there's like 80 board members and a few of them you know um basically said and this is where this kind of the press kind of revolt idea of like oh maybe maybe you know maybe we, we shouldn't sign off maybe we shouldn't vote for this uh, I say we we're not SAG uh, people, no, but we are um, definitely not. But the um, but uh, but they they were saying well there shouldn't be any AI, and they were quoted saying that, and you're like well that's just silly. You're like you can't mm. the genie is out of the bottle, or however the expression goes, it's you know. So and late. also you want the studios yeah. to be able to do what they do. We, we yeah. want. I mean, it's not that we want to ban something completely. You want everyone to have the free choice. Yeah. And as you said, there was an 86 percent approval, which is quite high. Although I think the the, the vote to strike was higher. Yeah. Um, but it'll go in front of the membership next, and so yeah, we'll, we'll see. And I imagine the membership are keener to move into a position where they're working again yes. you know, more of them yeah, need to be working totally. well that's happening tonight uh, when this podcast goes out that'll be happening tonight oh god are we gonna have to re-record this tomorrow have to no, go again, again. <laughs> no but we will can, do another can big, you imagine we'll if we had to come back and go guys so uh, <laughs> we, we jump back in again, <laughs> <I'm making> <laughs> <back in> again. <laughs> to tell you uh we were wrong Stephen is only going to be here using taps and whistles because his voice is completely Stephen gone. is here via ai <laughs> only <laughs> oh no that would be a better version of me chat tpt with <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah but getting back to it so they, they initially they were after the union were after an 11 percent pay increase and they got seven mm-hmm. percent that doesn't sound too bad to me yeah. Uh, yeah, but, a negotiation. Negotiation. but it increases, doesn't it? I think the, you know yeah. the next year it goes up by another four percent, and so you know, so it's kind of ratcheted up, which is yeah, which is great. Basically, Sagafra categorised this as a big win, right? You know, they said this was a big win. Let's go through the sort of main points of what they have actually got. And you're right, the first one was this minimum compensation increases uh, of seven percent, and Phil's right, it'll go up by four percent. Uh, on July 24 and then 3.5% on the following July in 25. So technically that goes up to uh, 11, 12, 13, 14 and a half percent. So that's above the 11%. That's 14 and a half increase. That's mm-hmm. kind of huge. Background actors also. Uh, and double in, doubles. double in three years. Yeah. Double in three years. Uh, speaking of doubles, background doubles, photo doubles, that will uh, also uh, increase um, by 4% and 3.5% hikes in 24 and 25 as well. They'll uh, immediately get the 11%, though. They'll immediately get it. So it, they're going up quite a bit, the doubles. It's, it's a shame half of them are digital, mm-hmm. but, you know, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finally, they can pay the VFX artists properly. Yes, yeah, finally. Um, finally. Go on. But, yeah, so there's a residual bonus as well, which is great mm-hmm. um, when you hit a certain percentage, although there has been grumblings that it's quite a high bar. And um, there's a really good... Um, blogger who called the entertainment strategy guy who does a lot of really really great data work and he on his sort of back of the napkin but informed and uh, rather well-placed strategy thinks that about 14 percent of streaming shows uh, of first season streaming shows uh, between t- uh, 2021 2023 would have qualified under these rules so it really is for like if you have a breakout success 
Um, and it basically, I think it's about, you have to get 20% of the domestic um, audience mm-hmm. watch it. So on Netflix, that's about 15 and a half million people. On uh, HBO Max, it's 10 and a half million. And for Peacock, it'll go down to about five or six million. But if you get that many, so if one in five subs, uh, domestic subscribers watch your show then it will go into this special category where you get a bigger residual bonus so that's that's great for the breakouts and it's great for you know when you make a squid game or whatever that takes off Mm -hmm. but it's not that's not for the general population and because this is obviously of shows that were made and people were already hired and so again with it's a tiny percentage of the overall membership so great and, and no one's knocking it but uh, I can see why some people might think that's a little tight or at the very least uh, incidental to the core questions. Um, I can do so a very good uh, peacock impersonation. Go on, <laughs> go on. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's just, yeah, just I, like I, the Sonic I was ready to be end. cynical. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. That was actually peacock, all right. If you want to hire me? Yeah. I didn't want to give you that, but I got it. Yeah, points. two points for you. Yeah. <laughs> Peacocking, he was there. Um, and interestingly on that, uh, Stephen, yes, yeah, 75% of that bonus money goes to the performer. And 25% goes to uh, a streaming payment distribution, to me, to this podcast, uh, to a streaming payment distribution fund. So that compensates performers who are working on all streaming shows, right? Is that correct? It's like it goes into this bonus yeah, pot. Yeah, the residuals kind of thing. And that's one of the mm. things that is so good. I mean, there are many, many good things about unions. Um, but one of them is that they are able to do that. And that happens with things like music licensing and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that is fantastic. And that all goes into the the economy that helps between shows and retirement. And, you know, that that, that whole whole um social safety net that the studios and the whole notion of being a freelance actor doesn't give you and so that's awesome and i think that that means that whatever those shows are the overall pool wins it's just i wouldn't um wouldn't see it as a core part of the compensation for any in one individual actor you'd you'd have to be fairly lucky a lot of green lights to end up really benefiting from that one i think right okay um that's interesting they're going to mention the viewership stats which is very exciting because um that's kind of an interesting one to look at how success is rated amongst streamers it's a it's a kind of you know mysterious conundrum really and and also it's kind of a big thing a big hand to show like forget this ai stuff on the other side is like that affects like stock price share price the value of a company the success of a company like before it's been a netflix been a mystery even though it's like not in profit, <laughs> you know, uh, but it's still seen as like, you know, one of the gold standard of, 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 of streamers um, mm. for them to then be able to be releases information is kind of, it's an interesting time just just for it's this. It's nice that the power dynamic is shifting. Yeah. But I think yeah. the, the, almost immediately, as always, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but when you have your first feature film and you've got a big screening or the premiere and then everyone's, and it's taken up like three or four years of your life. And the first thing everyone says to you is like, What's next? And you're like, oh, for God's sake, I've just... Yeah. And yeah. so as soon as a strike is over, it's already sort of, as we said, over, but not quite, but over. People are already saying, yeah, yeah, well, this is now actually in the context of the, the streaming bubble is over. The content crash is coming. You know, there are going to have fewer shows. People have overspent way too much. And the articles have already started coming out saying that this is just the beginning of a new era. This is the... There is a new paradigm coming. Um, and so already we're moving on to this idea that there'll be fewer shows, um, the, as with the writer's strike in 2008. There'll be better shows. Well, I mean, I, the problem is they don't need to be better shows. They need to be comparatively better yeah. because people are watching, they have the time they have, right? Evenings, weekends, whatever. And you need to have 
I mean, if there's if there's twenty brilliant shows, and then there's another world, there's forty brilliant shows. You're not going to watch twice as much TV. Mm. There's a hard limit, and also if there's only two good shows, you're still going to watch twenty shows. You're just going to complain. So as long as they all act as a pack, uh, then I don't think it's really going to make much of a difference. But um, but yeah. So and I, I think that this is part of the the paradigm that's changing. There's going to be fewer shows, and and as with the 2008 writer strike, the studios use the opportunity to cancel a lot of expensive deals. And I think the same things happen here, where writers who are getting back to work are not quite filling in. They're not being given the chance to fill in for some of the stuff that's missing. The the streamers are sort of going, okay, well, actually, that's not been that's not hurt us that we've been able to cancel a load of shows and have that narrative that ooh, we can't possibly carry on making that. And so I think there's a contraction going on, um, which is still better than a strike, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's not happy days. All right, let's get back to full force. Yeah, you know? and and yeah, I mean the other the other side as well is, you know, <laughs> there is going to be a delay. I mean, there's just going to be a delay of everything, especially the studios. They are going to have the money in the streamers to commission stuff that's going to take a little bit of time but it's going to take everyone out of the out of play and then indie world will take even longer to get back up to speed and that is well the, if anyone wants to buy a family action adventure to fill the summer slot <laughs> to fill how are you spelling phil e- email me <laughs> have you made a, a film phil i don't I know no, i haven't you... never made a film though it's, it's all a lie Right. Okay. So you so you weren't quoted by the Independent very recently, but um, talking about filmmaking as a celebrated director with other uh, famous directors. That no? was that was rather strange, <laughs> and probably will never happen again. I don't know. You're why, gonna have to but... tell everyone now. Well, no, it was just um, it was Adam Driver uh, had that brilliant response to that idiot in a Q and A, and I just mm-hmm. sort of tweeted that you know people that don't like films and q a should just shut their cake hole basically and it ended up in ended up in the independent in print. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why maybe it's funny amazing. maybe just... so you're, you're a true indie director because you're not only that you're in the independent like you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. independent yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, very good. i just you know you do when you're scrolling you do a double take of like wait what <laughs> What they put me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hilarious. love it though. I love it. It's great. I mean, the only thing it wasn't was what it wasn't. Phil Hawkins of the filmmakers podcast. I mean, I need to go uh, back and get them to edit that. Said but, Phil uh, Hawkins, director. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe no, no. they've done that. That's... Giles, this is a slight on you. I don't know yeah, how you're yeah, taking yeah, this yeah. so lightly. I, I don't know how I'm taking this I thing. Down. Calm down. Were... Calm. Someone calm him Please, down. Calm. Send him a Luke Skywalker <laughs> toy. Wait, hey, I'll show you it again. Calm. Oh, oh my god. Okay, he's playing with his toys now. He's <laughs> they, they come back out the pram. <laughs> it's fine. Great about that. It's got its own moisture evaporator. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Now, the other one. The other. Uh, two or three we'll talk about quickly is the artificial intelligence the limits that they're placing on this uh, and having to get consent from actors to create and use their digital uh, replicas right how do we feel Stephen you're the star on this one I mean I think it's 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 an entirely sensible approach and to be completely honest I I don't think i mean i i this is i genuinely don't know this is an insider so i don't want anyone to take this as sort of like hinting at something i know but i i can't think for a second that the studios didn't think this is where we're going to end up and i'm kind of a bit weary as the kind of like well these people have been thinking about this for a while they obviously know they can't trample over people but it was a very useful um negotiating tactic it was something that they could very much hold on to and then they could always give in on it and so i feel i have it's hard to get very animated by the conclusion they've come to because the conclusion they've come to is the sensible one that they could have done on day one Mm -hmm. and it's kind of annoying to me that they i'm sure there's going to be admissions over the coming weeks and months of they're like yeah well you know this isn't one where both sides lost this is what we should be doing we should be getting consent i mean they have to in every other area and even if they didn't 
agree this. I could imagine the law changing over the next five, ten years mm-hmm. to this be the case. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it, I feel like uh, it was wielded very successfully by both sides. These people are going to steal our image, and then like, no, 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 I'll go on. Then, well, you've won one off us now, so we should get one off you. Like it. Uh, it's just a bit tiring, I think. But it is important, and they did come to the the obvious, sensible conclusion. And it is nice that we are restricting the union, uh, the studios, in all areas because we can't can't rely on them to use their best judgment because they have they, their literal jobs are to do the best thing for the shareholders and not for the human beings. Yeah, uh, that's what unions are for. Yeah, so. absolutely. We should set up a union for this podcast. Um, everyone in, say Giles, I. you run this. Your oh. management. What, you, oh, what do you wait, on earth do you wait. think we will let you in the union? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Hang on, you're, you're the problem yeah. here. Well, I've already said I'm striking here. until yeah. we get more editors on. Oh, the, that's uh, true. Podcast, okay, so, uh, damn, damn. This is uh, this isn't working full, out. I want well. a full sag rate on my uh... <laughs> sag rate. So you're for an the actor. record, I'll I'll scab anytime <laughs> you want. You and Giles and I can have a nice chat. You need a a, a pod rate, don't no, you? No, we're just yeah. going to make yeah. create the filmmaking podcast, and then we'll see what happens. Oh, good yeah. for you. Good luck with it. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, on that, the AI to finish on that one, actors are basically now entitled to compensation at their usual rate uh, for the number of days they would otherwise have been paid for to do the work being performed by a digital replica. So if they agree to it, they then will be paid for what they would get paid to do that work. So they wow. could literally from now on just go, yeah, yeah, just AI do it, and they get paid for it. And True, but there's nothing harsher than if someone says like, uh, "We could pay you, and you could come in and do it, or you know, as a human and provide your organic and authentic experience." Or we really don't want to ever see you. We're just <laughs> going to pay you and fake it badly. There's no way of taking that. That's not kind of insulting. No, that's, that's true. That is we just true. want to be in a room with you. Yeah, so we'd rather you weren't we'll take here. a photocopy. Yes. We're, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You are such an asshole. It's costing us the same, but screw you. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the studios are probably just uh, relieved that this didn't happen during the Lord of the Rings. Because think of the seventeen thousand orcs running over those hills that mm. they were have to pay yes. for justice you know, for orcs. So, yeah, justice yeah. for orcs. There you go. Justice for orcs. <laughs> hey, do you know what though? Food bill is saved on, and you know, travel getting them there. That's, that's, that's so. That, that's a lot. Yeah, that's your lot. That's your lot. And then a couple others that, that are also the main ones was the, min, um, you know, you now have to have a minimum number of background actors as well. So that has increased, uh, yeah. on union. Yeah. A minimum number of actors have to be hired on union terms. What are you seeing? Moon. Yeah. You know, no, you don't yeah. have to have that. So, <laughs> yeah, Phil, you don't suddenly have to put 46,000 people in your movies. In your one-man movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's relative to <laughs> it's, the plot. It's the, relative, you know. yeah. It basically means they have to be on union rates. So that number that were on union rates has gone up. Um, so that, uh, And it's, the, know, it's now the it same as way. New York. <laughs> I like it your way. But regardless, you cut to a you film. It's like to. it's just like a really intimate dialogue scene, you know. Yeah. And then there's just seven, seventeen people stood at a window for there's no reason. Fifty-seven no. orcs just go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the orcs. <laughs> and the, for orcs. And the final one is the relocation. That, that'd be awkward. Oh, oh nice uh, and then the final one is the relocation bonuses or the final one we want to talk about really relocation bonuses which is basically i like this one if you have to relocate for your work uh you're entitled to a relocation benefit of up to five thousand a month for six months that's a 200 percent increase on what it was before that's huge so uh so how do how do we feel about all this look as independent filmmakers independent people working in this sphere I and mean, we touched on it tired a little bit. Tired and jaded. Well, they're just generally tired and jaded. It's had a massive effect on the UK industry, this. Look, this is, I think this is huge. 
This is government yeah, has mean, to crew, do something. Crews right? are back. Crews are back at work, and there's been a lot of people struggling, and you know, mm-hmm. and the people are right back at work now. And, and even just last night, it's like a birthday party, and you know, a lot of crew and people are just back, you know, working and happy, and they, you know, had had difficult like time birthday party they weren't so, working <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah you know so um that's great that that things have gone straight back um mm-hmm. in and, and shows have restarted and that kind of thing so that that's the big positive in the short term okay. definitely if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. You're going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this when things sound dull turn up the fun with crunch another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think, I mean, there are lots of, uh, there have been lots of voices from the independent film world who I think have been holding back until <laughs> the strike's over, partly out of respect for, you know, people are losing money and stuff, but yes. also to wait and see where we end up. But there have been a lot of people saying, okay, look, how the independent world reacted to these strikes isn't, Ideal, and I don't want to name. I mean, there's some fantastic names that have made some really eloquent comments, and because Phil, Phil Hawkins I, I, for one, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> short change any of these people by you know uh, summarizing their words in a, in a less eloquent way. But there've been lots of significant voices who've raised some really good points to say, look, we sh- this should have been a moment of thriving for the independent mm, sector. Yeah, and it was just you know, squandered. Yeah. Exactly. When the studio system is down, for whatever reason, uh, the independent system should sort of rise up and be like, great, look at all this crew that's available. Look at all these performers. Then we've got different deals. We can act differently. We can show that there is a different model and we should have the support to be able to do that. And actually, that's not what happened for various reasons. And I think that's going to have an interesting ongoing conversation over the next sort of six months or so as people start saying, okay, well, I mean, I think this happened a lot with COVID, right? Mm. Everyone said pre-COVID, oh, if I if I only had some time off, I'd take up knitting or I'd do watercolours or whatever. <laughs> I'd read every book written by Dickens. And then we've all had that forced time off and none of us did the things we were supposed to do. Yeah, but you, we can then we have, now. you, can't, <laughs> yeah. Ju- you can't jump on, you know, without the finance to do that, right? And that just, that just shows that we exactly. can't, in this country, you know, especially, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and there was an article recently and I won't get into a whole big thing because <laughs> I tweeted about it. Is it your article again? Um, no, 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 no. But um, it was, um, uh, yeah. you know, that 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 they're saying that independent film is is under major threat, like it's in mm-hmm. decline. It oh, needs it, is, it yeah. needs it's, a massive yeah, overhaul. Yeah. And there was, and they, you know, Pact and stuff has come out and said that, and uh, and it's scary. Even like even even pretty established, like really established producers that have made like very memorable films that may or may not have won, you know, major awards, Oscars, Baftas, etc. Are struggling to get those kind of you know good level, high level indie films made. Um, it's it's just you know it's just so hard. Um, mm. 
if they're, well, I, if they're I, struggling, like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, yeah I mean, there, there's a great quote, uh, and I'm going to, I found it now because it's public on LinkedIn, so I, I didn't want to um, take someone else's word, but uh, Gareth Ellis uh, Unwin, fantastic mm. man, who's oh, yeah. done a yep. huge amount for the economy and, and um, for, the, for the industrial... For the industrial for the, revolution. Sorry, for the for the creative industries uh, and has done so much and also produced the King's Speech and things like that. And he uh, and he put a few fantastic words about it on LinkedIn. I just wanted to quote the last sentence, last paragraph, because I think he nailed it brilliantly. He said, um, meanwhile, the UK has pissed away an opportunity to be entrepreneurial during this hiatus. And instead, we've waited front step like a dutiful Labrador waiting for its owner to return home. Well done, Team UK. We smashed it. And there's, I mean, it's a fantastic post, not only from what he says, but also this huge number of people that have added comments and thoughts and really interesting perspectives on the whole thing. And I think that it is a missed opportunity. And I hope that leads to us saying, okay, well, exactly as, as you guys were saying a moment ago, like what was lacking? Because I don't think it was a lacking of desire. It could have been training and, and courage, but realistically, it's going to be systems, it's, it's going to be funding, it's going to be also, also, there's mm. a kind of, there's a feeling from maybe some of the agents, Okay, well, let's see how this let, let's see how this pans out. Um, let's just sort of give up. You know, the actors. Okay, maybe we'll take off some time, spend some time with families, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Maybe we're not going to sort of send everyone into India. I mean, some of them did for sure. Um, you know, certain actors. Okay, let's let's jump at this. There's something that you can shoot next week. I'm free. Let's go for it. But I think a lot of a lot of the time there wasn't a push from that side. There, um, there was a as someone that was casting, you know, fairly high profile people as it was kicking off or, or you know, doing. And, um, you know, I think there was a nervousness of um, high profile actors looking like they're not in yeah. solidarity with SAG, even though that yeah, legally that too, yeah, they can work. Time, yeah. It was just like, maybe I shouldn't work because if I'm working and uh, even doing indies, public the public doesn't understand. You need some idiot Daily Mail journalist to, to you know, write some you know, mm-hmm. stupid clickbaity headline. Um, sorry, we're not getting daily mail sponsorship on this podcast. I'd probably leave and, uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and say like, Hey, oh, look, this person's working. Ha ah, ha And it's just, you just come across as an idiot and, and no one wants that. You know, no actor wants that for their profile. Well, I do so, think there was quite a few productions that did shoot that haven't announced yet for yeah. that exact reason. Yes. Uh, I, I also think from, from my side as well, the investors and the sort of mini studio investors who normally would go, yeah, no problem. Yeah. They kind of have this conveyor belt of we will do a mill to, you know, 2.5 mil projects have just stopped. They all went, oh, they all got scared. Everyone suddenly got scared and went. Well, uncertainty oh, we is the killer, happening. isn't it? Yeah. And I think the uncertainty of starting a production on day two, mm-hmm. the strike's over. Yep. And the strike it was over out of nowhere for most of us. It was. Yeah. And so then you. Carry on. Uh, so, so yeah, for most of us, the strike did come, the, the, the resolution of the strike did come out of nowhere. And if you were on day two of a film, suddenly all your crew might be poached and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uncertainty is the killer from a lot of these films. And I think that's something that institutions can help with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what happened during COVID, trying to get some productions back up and running because insurance became the, un, the, the frontier of uncertainty. And so yes. the government stepped in and said, all right, well, this is how we'll add to that and, and add some more security. So, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, um, but I, I can't help but agree that it certainly wasn't a a moment of change and embracing with the indies, which you'd, I mean, naively assume if the studios yeah. are having a hard time, you want indies to step up and be entrepreneurial. Yep. And there's no one claiming we did en masse. I well, mean, obviously some people did, but not No, not enough, not enough. One solution is this 40% tax break in the UK. It has been mooted for quite a while now. I know quite a few people headlining this and pushing this through. 
if this goes, this is what the government should look at now and go, hang on, the industry collapse. Independent producers, so many of them have left the business. It's really tough mm. for us. You know, we're yep. all struggling for work. There's no question about it. There's a few of us stepping away for a bit. We're doing what we can because that work is not there. So the government, I feel, has to do something if they care about the indie filmmaking or the filmmaking in the UK. That 40% tax break should happen and there should be some support for indie filmmakers when mm -hmm. things don't work well, you know, and there's the, well, we're the last to be paid, last to be, and directors and crew as well, but producers are the ones who are, you know, carrying the burden of the boat, you know, I mean, trying to get work I, I feel like we could, have a, we could go into a whole big discussion, maybe it's a different podcast, but like, you know, the thing I tweeted it's about... It's called which, the Film make, Making Podcast, that one. Uh, yeah, can, the, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see that from there. Yeah, no, no, for a primo host. I've... <laughs> <laughs> I've I've always, uh, you know, been saying that there should be some sort of levy on, on the tax credit that goes into a fund that is funding more commercially fronted film. Yes. You know, 100%. In, in, you know, in, in this industry. There should be stupid criteria of what you can yeah, and can't you know, make. Um, you should and, be able to make what you want. Again, I know I'm like on record, people are saying, oh, I hate the BFI, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But like, I hate the fact, you know, I, what I hate is the fact that like that's the only place people think they can go to. And that's the mm -hmm. kind of elitist attitude of independent film. And a lot of people, mm feel shut out because they're not ticking boxes not telling the right stories and you know mm. I've always said look this is a film business and that we should be making films for audiences and not making films for ourselves and ticking boxes yeah. and, and that kind of thing and that, that like there's some beautiful interesting films that come out of that and they shouldn't stop but there should be a way of being able to fund those and also make uh, films that bring back yeah. return you know yeah. and I know I'm being very general here because there's a lot mm -hmm. of complications to this but, um, you know, uh, it, it, uh, in its simplest form is that if we made, if we took a slight Blumhouse model or, you know, there's mm -hmm. nothing stopping us hiring Keanu Reeves and sticking in an action movie that's set in Paddington. Like, mm -hmm. people would go to the cinema Not to see Not the bear, it. I hope. <laughs> the, the ultimate crossover. Um, but, Inside uh, you know, Paddington. But there isn't, there's, the only thing that's stopping us is, you know, is financing and, 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 and a way to do that. And, uh, yes. and, 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 it, no, that, and that's, it, that's what I've always felt like that we really needed in the UK industry is just more support of actually making it appealing to investors. Like, universally anyone can do it i mean keep the bfi keep all those institutions where you you know you can get specific money for specific things but there should be like more support universally can, ma can you imagine if you had are. like this levy that that rate i mean i i, I sorry the stats in front of me but in terms of you know there was there was billions of pounds investment of film last year in 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 this thing if we got 0.05 percent of that in a little fund that basically was like, hey, okay, cool. You got your indie film, right? This mm -hmm. fund will match whatever private equity you've got, you know, yes, within an amazing. AI structure or something like that. You uh, and it's like a guaranteed thing, almost like a, you mm -hmm. know, um, mm -hmm. yep. then like you're like, wow, okay, you're being entrepreneurial and bring us this, and then we'll match the rest of it. Think of how many films we'd be making. Think of how many acts Agreed. would be working. Think of how many yep. filmmakers would be getting that shot to to make that genre yep. film, and also making films people hopefully want to see, you know, yes. and. Um, and I just think there needs to be some sort of rebel alliance about this. I don't really know how Star to Wars do reference. how to go about and do this. Sounds but... like you do. You already you already yeah. created the name. You got the yeah, Star but... Wars Star Wars brand to go across the the rebellion. Yeah, mm. no, no. Well, got I mean, and look, if anyone's listening that has had some sort of governmental leverage or a way of actually seriously talking about this, I am more than happy to spitball how this 
you know, might work because yeah, um, me too. It, yeah, it, Rishi, if you're listening, it, well, he is, he is. But like, it's just there is so <laughs> many talented filmmakers out there that have no shot because they're not mm-hmm. making a type of film that someone in an office somewhere yep. is not wanting to make, and it's sickening. Mm. It's absolutely yeah. sickening. It's and yeah, totally agree. and and yeah. Uh, and we just something needs to be done about it. Okay, the filmmakers alliance I'll, I will let's do now. it <laughs> yeah no no but it's true we should do something about it uh and we are and we're doing our best and we're putting our yeah. voice out there but, but i agree yeah. let's do that 40 percent tax break and yeah we're, we're, we're yeah but there should be far that, along but i agree there's so many times you you manage to raise some money for a film and that there's the other half of it isn't there and then you suddenly scrap and you scrape and then your actors fall away because they're doing something else and it just hey, dies it, if there Whereas can be whole companies, there, that you're talking about, yeah, if there's whole companies that amazing. can make money by cash flowing tax credit and making a percentage, then why can't mm-hmm. the government itself cash flow its own tax credits with through some sort of levy or some, yes. you know, something? Because it's like it, it's 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 the age old smokescreen of like we make Bond, we made Harry Potter, we made all these movies mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like no, no, you don't. You service those movies. We don't have yes, ownership of them. It. We don't have a share of what those films make. And if we had to share what those films make, then we'd support more filmmakers, more writers, you know, more actors would get their shot. Mm-hmm. More, it'd just be a much healthier uh, industry, mm-hmm. and there'd be more things to watch in the multiplex, you know. And that, and that's, then that's it. And it goes beyond, you know, servicing big American production and having no ownership, yeah. and then just making niche film that plays, you know, you know, within a twelve mile radius of the place that funded it, and and we all pat ourselves on the back because we won some awards. But, you know, Mr. You know, Mrs. Janine, whatever that's in Cardiff, sat in the cine world, isn't seeing that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's something is wrong. And I hate the elitist attitude of Cindy world or cine world. Well, I, actually, I say cine world. Are they still around? Phil doesn't go to the cine world. Cine world hasn't been doing so well since the Barbie movie. Well, I mean, it's just. It, uh, but yeah. you're right, Phil. You're right. You know, absolutely. And let's hope something's happened. I, I, I know the team that are heading up this push for the 40%. So I. I I know I'm getting a meeting with them next week, so uh, let's see what we can do. Why not? Mm. I'm sure they're inundated and the, in- the government aren't that interested, but they are in some way to keep this going. I'd love it to happen. So why not? Why don't we get in there and see what we can do as well? Um, so that kind of wraps up our SAG section and what it's effects it has on us as independent filmmakers as you listening um at the we moment we recorded the whole bloody episode haven't we? yeah i know yeah like 40 it's, minutes wow thought we were having a quick quick 10 minutes and then off to dinner but no it was i don't know who's gonna edit this oh it's me <laughs> some some chump <laughs> i could just put this out as a special uh, and that ladies and gentlemen is exactly what i'm gonna do this is charles jumping back in to say i've edited the podcast and it was 50 minutes at least uh and the next section was also about an hour so i'm gonna make it not two parter because i'm busy this week but we're gonna put that out later in the month for you uh probably december so for now i'm just gonna wrap this one this episode up <laughs> for you listen um thank you dom lenoir thank you josh uh thank you phil hawkins yay thank you yay uh Stephen, you can say goodbye in your nice voice Oh, well, um, oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm going to magically come back from the dead. Back to, yeah, back from the dead. <laughs> back to life. Stephen, thank you so much. Um, appreciate your time. I hope you enjoyed our business of Film 5, uh, Rights Guild of America, and SAG Catch Up. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday. Go out there, make your films. Uh, you can now. You can get your actors on board. Um, and if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, it's your duty too.
You know the drill. So thank you. This is the Filmmakers Podcast, everyone. Tell your friends.